Shut up and sit down. Everybody my age pees their pants. It's the coolest. You ain't cool unless you pee your pants. Woke up today, feeling kind of good. Gonna take my whip out for a ride around my hood. Before I leave the house, I clean up my ride. I make it shine so bright, it's got me feeling full of pride. I head out the door with music in my ears, put my foot on the pedal, and it releases. You are jamming to the Dialed Podcast with Matt Lee Grand, Evan Price, Lance Hepler, and Jake Von Turing. When you are done listening to this, I want you to leave footprints in the sands of time. So stop dragging your feet. Life I live, spreading passion through my bike. I got a lot to give. Sessions with the homies, that's all I need. Not the money, the fame, or to get on TV. What a good day, I couldn't hate it if I tried. Riders mount up, and homie, let's ride. Are you sure this is safe? As sure as I'm a doctor professor. Let's ride. With you by my side, the things that I can do. Mark Twain gives this sound advice. Learn to ride a bicycle. You'll not regret it if you live. Hold on. What did he actually mean there? Hi, and welcome back to the Dial Podcast. I'm Jake Fondering, and I'm here with Matt Legrand. What's up, ladies and gentlemen of the internet? It is lonely here. It's lonely, Matt. I've never been here. Well, I've been here, I think, before when someone has just left, and it just left the two of us. Yeah. But, like... It's it's weird. It's yeah. oddly quiet in here. Yep. Evan is in the building. Yeah, he's, that's true. We can actually, if you look hard enough, you can kind of even see. If him, we listen, you might hear him yelling instructions at some poor soul that's you know <laughs> injured and getting yelled at. Yeah, that's price for you. So Evan's working with the patients, and then uh, Mr. Lance Hepler is off the grid. <laughs> uh, we I was like, oh well, you could call in. No, no. Well, what about calling in later? We're going off grid in the back, like country of Oregon somewhere who knows where he is yeah, he's funny he just on a whim yesterday just, just gets in the car he's like see ya <laughs> get up and go yeah can you imagine just having that at your disposal just being able to get up and just go wherever can, you feel like I, I can dream about it like because that's what you do right where you're like oh man how nice would it be just to be like hop in the adventure van and go somewhere cool and do a cool whatever ride whatever and especially you and i that like yeah. want to film stuff yep. yeah. like it'd be better to do that in nice locations so sure do you I'm think jealous. when your boys are all grown and they're out of the house do you think yes. Kristen will let you or do you think Kristen will She'll be come game? along should we oh yeah oh yeah she's definitely the problem is you know her work will always be you know at a place yeah so like i can work anywhere so true i mean there will be a day that she retires and maybe one day you can retire too would you guys get in your little adventure van yeah. and just go off grid and go run the, sure. the hills of whatever absolutely yep so we'd, be fun. we'd definitely be up for something like that can't wait to watch those videos matt well yeah that's like <laughs> when, years off right yeah when we retire when our kids are older those are so far away i mean i can barely walk currently at my current age so when i'm <laughs> 55, 60, who knows? Yeah. All right, so today Matt and I are going to do um, something a little bit different. I'm actually really looking forward to this because I've actually had this on my list of things that I've wanted to do with you guys for some time. It's going to be uh, an interview with okay. me, interviewing Mr. Matt Legrand. I'm nervous. He might have a few questions for me. but Maybe I'll fire questions back. We'll see. Who knows? Before we get into that, though, you got any backpelling you want to do real quick? No. No? Okay. Uh, let me think. Um yeah, running a little bit each week, which is great to be, you know, nice. I'm, I'm literally doing the Heritage Trail on each run, yep. and that's been awesome. I absolutely love being able to do that. Uh, 
it's just been so nice. Biking wise, a little bit indoors. I did the dialed ride last night, the, yeah. the Zwift Tuesday night ride, which was fantastic. Super fun. Yep. Had a blast. Just hung in there as long as I could. I knew that the um, hills were going to be hard for me, like especially like the second lap, you know, hills or whatever. And then so I made it through that. And then I think the game was on on the last lap for like chasing down. Um, Mike Guy Van? No, Beef Mountains. Oh, Beef Mountains. Totally oh. different person. <laughs> Beefy. <clears throat> and so as that started to happen, I was I was shutting it down. <laughs> yeah. We uh we just let fun. him we let him go early on the last lap. Yeah, which is let great. Let be the the bunny rabbit. He left about 30 seconds sooner than he should have. So uh he was able to hold that off, which he, was kind of cool. He doesn't need much help. With, he, he's pretty stinking strong. Which so. is awesome. Yeah. But that was great and I think those are key workouts for me. And then the week before, I I was really sick. I Were was you really? um, not. I mean, not like COVID or anything like that. But it seemed like it was just a cold. But it was rough. Like I was like couldn't get huh. over it. It you know, it was just tricky because you're not sleeping that well because you're congested. And the kids just brought it home from school. Yeah, because thanks, they're kids. thanks kids. Thanks for sharing. And you know, we did all the COVID tests, of course, because they're not. You know, you take you keep the kids home from school for a while get them all kinds of COVID tests and things like that. And of course, no COVID, which is, you know, important. And then my kids actually got vaccinated, okay. which is super cool. We're really excited about that. Uh, but at this point, I was like, well, I'm not going to go into, you know, do Evan's workout or I'm not going to go to, you know, someone's house or go do too much outdoor biking in the rain or, you know, whatever it is. I was kind of laying low just because I was sick. And so I did a little bit less mileage and, you know, a couple of swims and things like that, but nothing too crazy last week. Yeah. Uh, same. <laughs> Did you get sick? No, no I didn't get oh. sick. I just I wrote, say, it's going around. Just rode indoors all, all days. It Boring. Was, uh, exactly. Yep. So not much to, to write home about there. And we do have some decent little chunks of weather looking like it could be a little bit nice. And It I, looks nice today. My shoulders actually still sucks, but it's feeling a little bit better. I've, I went through a good six or seven weeks of just like it was not happy at all. But it's uh, settled down a little bit, and it's probably because I've done a lot of riding indoors. So I'm going to try and get outside uh, hopefully in the next couple of days. Ooh, See. let me know. Yeah. Especially if you're doing something kind of chill. Yeah, for sure. And you had a birthday. Yeah. How was that? It, it was just another birthday. <laughs> it was <laughs> hailing and downpouring on your birthday. So I was thinking that you were going outside riding. I, and I almost like, went outside. Yeah. I was so close, and I was trying to get out of work early. And it was funny that I left work about an hour later than I wanted to and got a notification on my phone that there was a severe weather alert. And I'm like, gosh, you got to be kidding me right yeah. now. And it was like super bad rain and thunder and lightning and squalls and all that other stuff. And I was driving home, and it was just torrential. I'm like... This sucks. This really sucks. And I don't want to go out. And, and it was a little bit later, and I didn't want to be riding when it was cold and dark by myself. Yeah, no. So I opted for the trainer. And I did uh, did Swift and just chose a, a route on there that was a little bit more challenging than just doing something flat and going fast with the, the bots. So got my – it was about a two-hour and 20-minute ride. So Oh, yeah, it was good. pretty good. And then in. you still had time to do stuff with the family if you got done well, early. It, that was 100% part of the plan there so that we could do the family stuff. What did you guys do? Dinner? Fancy just, dinner? You just our, We all have our Does favorite. Barrett, Barrett cook for you guys? Doesn't he cook for you guys sometimes? <laughs> he, he tries. He's actually, today when he gets home from school, he's asked if he can make cookies. He's going to make some chocolate chip cookies. So he likes oh, to dude, do that. Like, awesome. But all three of my kids uh, know their way around the kitchen, which is kind of good. That is huge because yeah. my kids do not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've had nights where the kids make dinner and it's it's always fun. And wow. I've always 
been cooking since I was a kid too. So we did this thing um, quite a few times where, and we do this. We, tr- you know, my kids love doing this where we we call it the pandemic diner, where like my wife and I haven't gone on dates in a long time or whatever. Yeah, we, we have, but it's just during the pandemic we weren't going out at all. We sure. weren't going anywhere, and so you know, no restaurants, of course, and so my wife would come home late from work or whatever and we would you know make pizza or something like and mostly it's me making yeah. the food or whatever but the kids would like set the table and then make menus and like <laughs> have wine and then like serve us oh nice it was it was super cool and we've done that maybe five or six times and the kids think it's great and we love it of course yeah and then they like go up sneak upstairs and watch video because you know that's what they love to do because <laughs> we don't let them watch that much video so they get to watch video and then my wife and I get to have like a date so that's really cool pandemic diner <laughs> oh love it cool yeah uh, other than that it was just uh, another birthday and yada 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 so yada 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 yeah there's not much to to backpedal on and we'll move on um champ bailey's not here I don't have any news to report. I went and watched a little bit of cyclocross this past weekend. Was um, there any big race? There was the second to last race in the Cross Crusade and went out there and watched some of the team. I, I didn't have that much time because I had kind of a busy day, but I uh, got out there and watched uh, a couple races, and that was fun. On triathlon, every single podcast, you ask me, like, what's what's new? What's going on? I'm always like, nothing, nothing, nothing. when there's all these big races going on. Uh, but there is Arizona coming up. That's, yeah. like, what we talked about, and it's... I don't know. That's maybe we talk about that next week's podcast. Sure. I don't know. Yeah. We've got a couple locals here that are going to be out there doing that. We've got um, Josh Mondes going out there and he's doing the full Ironman and he'll be, highly, be exciting. Com- highly competitive in the, uh, what was it? The elite category, the age group or elite. <laughs> well, I think, I think it's age group until he's pro. Okay. Um, but yeah, he should be very competitive. Yeah. That one does bring in some studs. You'll get some people coming. You'll, he'll have some competition. Sure. You get people coming from, Europe and things like that. And because it's okay. a fast bike course, you get some guys that can move pretty gotcha. well. And we got Scott Goodrich is another yes. one from uh, and this neck of the woods. He's another guy that I would expect to have a huge PR. Good. Because he's just over the past, he's just this guy that like over the years has consistently gotten faster. Yeah. Now he's like Ironman, Kona, world qualifier. Like it's, a, it's amazing. Yeah. It's awesome to see him. And you got to cheer for him because he's just like works hard, nice person. Everything that you like to see, you know, when you see someone do something like gotcha. big like this. Anyone so. else you know locally going down for for that race? Um, not that I can remember. I'm sure there's. I mean, okay. there's a lot of triathletes in this area, so I'm sure there's more people going. Cool. Yep. Podcast news out. Podcast news out. <laughs> no champ, Billy. I'm trying yeah, to come up with something funny there, but we got nothing. Let that roll. Let that be. All right. So let's do a little interview with sure. with the one and only Matt LeGrand. One and only. <laughs> um. Matt, I, I, I'm going to start off with something, just kind of... Yeah, get, better soft, start, start soft. Start soft. Yeah. Um, you know, just get into you personally a little yes. bit. You have been doing this this coaching thing for a bit of time now. Um, how many years have you been coaching? Camus High School cross-country coaching is... This is... Well, this past year it was more of a volunteer role. So that's like my seventh or eighth year. I don't remember. Some may, We'll say seven, seven years. We've well, been doing it ever since I've known you. Yeah, a long time, and um, and it was a paid position for you know the whole time uh, up until this year. I decided just because of basically like couldn't juggle the kids correctly, yeah, that I couldn't do do it as a paid position, and so I switched from six days a week to three days a week. Okay, and, um, it's great. The kids are super fantastic. They're great kids, and 
it's something I want to get back to, like more being, you know, more part of the team as opposed to, you know, doing it only halfway. Yeah. But uh, it's just tricky. And I think it will be tricky with kids for a while because my kids are swimming so much and they're doing so many other activities. Sure. They're doing track and field and cross country at middle school level too. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I saw you at those races. It's yep. tricky to, I mean, I wouldn't have been at any of those things. And it's mostly like, how are we going to get the kids to all these things? So, so I don't understand how you even have to have the time to do that. I mean, being a dad, being you know, running the kids all over the place, you've got your own business and you're, you're, you're the chief cook and the bottle washer of your business. And yeah, then- yeah. I describe it like this. Um, so yeah. So yeah, I coach cross country, uh, dad of three and have a job writing software and do YouTube stuff mm-hmm. and yeah, coaching all the things. And I like to do triathlon. Um, I'm not good at any of them. So that's, that's the secret. It's like being very poor at all of these things as opposed to like doing something and being good at it. How many more years do you think you'll coach? Um, I think what it's hard to say, like part of me thinks that I will, you know, I, it's, it's hard to say, like, I, I kind of see like two paths where one, you know, I dive in deep and, you know, do more stuff with the team or the other path would be like kind of continuing on just kind of like volunteer or maybe assistant coaching positions or whatever, where I'm still part of the team. Or I just slowly work my way away from it just because I've definitely done it for a long time. And there's so, you know, there's so many other things going on. Just like, like I like making videos. I like doing all this other stuff. And so it's time consuming and I don't know if I have that much time. Now, you've been doing it for a while, and it's probably because you have a lot of gratification from it. That's your background. That's your past. Yes. That's that's what you've known you love, and you want to give back, and you're, you, you're that kind of guy. You like to give back. Um, what what are some of the best moments that, that keep you coming back from being a coach? Well, it's, you know, like any of the kids for sure, right? So there's there's kids that graduated, you know, five years ago that I still keep in touch with. Sure. And it's like, these are just good human beings. Like, mm-hmm. you know when you have a large team like that, you get quite a few, you get to know like all of these people. And then but there's just a couple that stand out that are just amazing people that you're just like, this is a, just an, an amazing person. Like I'm very excited to have known this person sure. and get to continue to see what they'll do in the future. So those are the things that stand out, not necessarily performances or even winning state titles. Like our team is one state. I don't know, since I've been coaching probably five times or something like that Wow! between the women's team and the men's team, maybe more. And that's great. I don't care. I don't want to be, you know, like I don't like the whole spotlight stuff and being on the podium and all that stuff. Like that's, I want the kids to do it. I want them to experience it. I want them to, you know, sure. have this in their memory banks that they can look back on. But getting to know these kids is definitely the best part, you know, and that's aside from running. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, good on you for being a good coach. Um, Let's talk about coding for a second. Sure. We've probably jumped into this a little bit. That's not really what your degree's in, correct? Correct. Yeah. So I studied um, in undergraduate uh, school. I went to, I did uh, business administration and sports administration. And I thought that I wanted to do sports marketing Mm -hmm. for a company like Nike or some sort of big sports company that was maybe running related because I was obviously obsessed with running at the time. Still am. And uh, I finished undergrad and I had a year of eligibility left to run. 
And I talked to a whole bunch of different schools that wanted me to run for them for that fifth year of eligibility. And um, Alabama, University of Alabama had this program where, uh, first of all, you know, basically I didn't have to pay for school, which with, you know, it was like you're paying in-state grad school stuff. And then there was like scholarship opportunities. It was like great program. It was just like great setup. And it was a master's in marketing. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, perfect, let's do it. And uh, did that, had a blast, got to train with all of these, you know, Kenyan athletes, you know, some of the best runners in the world. And uh, it was good. It was just such a good experience there. I loved it. And um, after that, I basically had like a half a year or so to finish like grad school. It was really almost like a whole year, but like half a year of school. And then it was like, you know, there was just time left over. And I was like really into like um, just a lot of, tech stuff, computers and yep. things like that. Same, same way we are now, right? Like you and I like geek out about, you know, benchmarks of new computers. And I was just into this whole scene. And at the time, this was early 2000s. If you could make a website, you could get a job, like a good job. Oh yeah. And so I had this choice of, you know, taking an entry level marketing position and, and keep in mind, this is like right after nine 11, like the economy had crashed. There was not a lot of great jobs. And the jobs that I were, that I was like looking at taking on were like, um, running shoe sales rep, which sounds like a, I mean, actually would have loved it. It would have been great. Like you basically are going around to different running stores and you're talking to them about the products and you're getting them to fulfill orders and that's your job. Or, um, same thing like drug sales rep, Oh, which really? made more, you know, makes more money, but it's not anything I was passionate about. Or there were other marketing positions that were very entry level that didn't pay very well. And you could basically just make a lot more money making websites, which is what I was like, all right, I'll do that. And, um, one of the, f- one of the, like, so I made, you know, I w- had my own website that did like running news and stuff like that. That was pretty popular for a little while. It was called therunning.com. It was an awesome website. Oh, do you don't have any more? I was gonna say, don't you wish you still had that URL? <laughs> uh, I did for a while, and then I think it like someone snapped. You know, like there's these domain squatters that mm-hmm. yeah. So that happened on a number of different domains that I owned over the years. But uh, then I got the opportunity to make the uh, website for the Olympic trials, which oh, was wow. I didn't know. That's, yeah, that's news to me. Well, I mean, this is you're gonna learn a lot. sure but uh yeah so this is like one of those things that happens when you know websites are early in their life and people are like i don't know how to do this oh this person knows how to do it give them the job and you're like okay and so i did that and you know that was awesome and so my job was like it was a really cool job that i had in, in birmingham alabama it was like build the website for the Olympic trials and you're the elite athlete coordinator, which means like scheduling flights for the elite athletes that are coming in for the Olympic trials. And I'm trying to think of like my other roles, the job, it was just such a cool like experience. So I did that right out of grad school. And then Kristen, my wife at the time, girlfriend, uh, she was like, well, I, we, we met in Europe, which is another story, but like, she was like, I'm going to Michigan. I was like, all right, I'll go with you. So we moved to Michigan, and that was the end Wait, of the so you guys whole position. Went to the same school, yes. But you met in Europe, yeah. So how would you not know all these stories? I don't. Well, that's why I'm <laughs> interviewing you, Matt. Dang so it. Um, 
so we kind of knew each of each other. She was like, like I was a okay jogger, right? <laughs> Kristen was like an NCAA all around gymnastics champion, like the real deal, legit, legit. Yeah. Like she had, um, like if you drive around campus, there's like literally, you know, you have billboards of football players. She had her own billboard. Wow. Yeah. Like she was like, okay. like you can look her up on YouTube. You have to look her up as Kristen Sterner as opposed to Kristen Legrand. But yeah, she was like a real athlete. And I was just like this guy. So like I knew of her and we had mutual friends. One of my friends, JP, who's married, you've married, you've oh, met yeah. all these people. Uh, JP needs to come on this podcast. It's been on before when we did a the, the listener backpedal or the listener hot lap. Back. He needs to like come on the podcast because yeah. he would be great. Yeah. He's hilarious. Uh, but his wife, Reagan is a like amazing gymnast as well. In fact, I think she was an alternate for the Olympics. Yeah. Like, like these are amazing people. And so they were like a serious couple. JP left Alabama the year. And then I came in to the university and, and they, people would call me like the new JP, which, cause we look alike, but then they were like, Oh, you guys are both in, you know, bumming around. Like Kristen was doing a study abroad program in Spain and I was just, I took a one way flight to Europe and I was like, see how this goes and uh and I was just totally just bumming around Europe like as cheap as I could for a long time and they were like you guys you know I think so they said they said Kristen read this guy's website you know because I had a website and uh it's hilarious you know or whatever and then like we met up and we what did we do we hung it like just start traveling together you know like that's what you do in Europe or whatever we went to the beach of Valencia, which is like Southern Spain, if you guys are familiar with all this stuff. And we like hung out with her and what I thought. So she was like, I'm going to the beach with Steph. And you know, like maybe she thought like I knew who this was or who knows, but I thought maybe it was like Stefan or something like, like some boyfriend or something like that. Sure. I was like, this is going to suck. <laughs> and uh, it turns out it was Stephanie, which is good because <laughs> then, you know, we started dating and you know, we, you know, basically just more of a correspondence thing and, and, and we're friends. And then we like liked each other and went on like a first official date in Madrid when she was still doing study abroad stuff and I was still bumming around and stuff like that. So it was a, uh, yeah, it's a cool way to meet someone. And then when we got engaged, I told her we were flying to Alabama for Thanksgiving and I flew her to Madrid and we went back to the place where we had our first date. Oh, look at that. Yeah. And so that was how we got engaged. And I was like telling myself she could say no. And I could just not go home. That's cool. Or, sh or, or I'm going to make it as difficult as possible for her to say no, you know, with this situation. And yeah. it worked. We're still married. So you get her to the airport. She thinks she's going to Alabama yes. and then you board was, a plane. So, so you go to the, so what was interesting is we went to the international terminal and she was like, what are we doing? Yeah. I like, don't worry about it. We're just <laughs> going to, don't worry about it. You, you pack some, pack the right clothes. Right. You know? So, yeah, that was, that was a fun trick that That's I played on my great. wife. So you got into the whole coding thing yep. because that was just the natural yeah. next progression after doing your uh, <clears throat> so we website moved, design. We moved to Michigan and yeah, I was making websites and I was working in a running store, mm -hmm. which I loved. I worked in running stores, you know, pretty much all the way growing up. So I think I've worked in like six different running stores over the course of my life. But um, I switched over to this job where it was because it paid a lot better, obviously, but it was like, um, it was basically selling and building websites to fortune 500 companies. And it was like insurance companies 
automotive companies and things like that. And um, other companies, other smaller companies too, like doctor's offices and places like that. So we would, we would, you know, I would go in and I would have to wear a suit and tie. Like, this is just not me. Like, if you know me, it's like, wear a suit and tie every day, you know, go meet with these companies and pitch whatever, like our technology, how we can do this, all this stuff, and then manage a team, like a small team of people that were about my age or younger, like in college, to get the website built or whatever. And I hated it. <laughs> I liked the people. I liked the, you know, when I originally took the job, I said, you know, like, I like writing software. I like making these websites. And they were like, well, that's, that's going to be half the job. 50% development, 50%, you know, consulting. It was 100% sales and consulting. And they only let me develop something if they had a problem with, like, we can't figure out how to do this thing or whatever. Like, can you hop in? That's the only time. And so I did that for a little while. And I switched jobs. I um, There was this programming language that I was really into. It was called like Flex. It's dead now. But mm-hmm. like I was really into it. Like I just was like in my spare time teaching myself how to do this. I was like, this is amazing. I just think it's really neat. And I, um, I decided to apply to the top companies that do this technology. And I was like, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to apply to this company first because they're number one and then I just go down the <laughs> list. I was like, eventually someone will just say yes. And I, I applied to the first position and they, and you know, again, this is at a time in like history when like this tech stuff is, you know, there's just not a lot of people that could do it. And uh, the first company was like, how much do you want? You, you just name your salary. And I was like, uh, I don't know. I, I threw out a number and they were like, okay, that's your salary. <laughs> I was like, should have said something higher, I guess. But, that was that. And, um, that company was, you know, worldwide. And, um, and so I would travel with that group, like writing software. And it was good because I learned a ton about really writing software. And then they were pretty much okay with me moving to Portland when my wife moved out here for residency. And, um, I did that for a little while. And then I took, there was basically another job that you can see, you know, this is kind of like how it happens. And a lot of the stuff where they're they'll look at the top companies and they'll look at their programs and they'll just kind of like steal them, you know, they'll just offer them more money and, you know, and so that happened to me. And so I switched companies. I worked for a smaller company for about a year or so. And right as Ethan was being born, my first kid, they put all of us on a conference call. They were like, Hey, I know you're on paternity leave, but you really need, we really need you on this conference call. They put all of us on there. This is, a small company, maybe like a a dozen people or something. And they were like, we can't make payroll next week. We're done. Like we can't, like we can't keep the doors open. Oh, and it was like, okay. So I waited just out of courtesy. I waited like through the weekend just because I figured that this guy needed to like let the public know that the company was dissolving. And I just put out a message and I was like, Hey, I do this type of development, you know, I'm looking for consulting and I got a ton of responses I picked up a client that lasted a whole year doing like a stock trading application. Okay. It was like a, it was a web-based stock trading application, which is kind of like what every, you know, stock trading application is now. But back then it was kind of new. And that was the probably like, it was like the craziest amount of money that I've ever made. (laughs) It was like, oh, okay, I think I'm going to be okay here. Um, But, uh, you know, there's a little bit of a, a, you know, a scare when you have like a new baby and you're like right there. Yeah. Right there. Like brand new baby, no job. So, jeez. (laughs) And, uh, 
been doing my own consulting ever since. Okay. So I did have to switch programming language. That flex programming language basically got killed off. Okay. Which happens so sometimes with programming languages. Now, what do you do mostly now? Uh, um, so I switched right after that to, I wanted to be a mobile developer. So I kind of like taught myself Android and iOS development. And okay. so I thought I would just be like blanket mobile developer. And then I just slowly gravitated more towards Apple because that's the products that I was using. Sure. And so now I only do iOS development. So that's okay. it. Yep. That's um that's quite the journey. Yeah. Friend. And um I most people that listen to the podcast know that I, you know, the 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 main company that I work for uh is in the Portland area and um orange and swooshy logo. I don't <laughs> I don't usually I'm not really allowed to talk about the projects that I get. They're all sure. like secretive and stuff like that, but that's been the past five years or so. Yeah. I think maybe somewhere in that it's range. It's taken up a lot of your time, yeah. It's been great. It's good to have some consistency with that. I mean, it'd be great to have a little more diversity of clients, but for now, this is good. I'm happy with where things are. If things slow down, I have ideas for different things I want to do, but it's it's yeah. hard when you know business is good. You so tap that's you tapping into the metaverse? No. <laughs> um, yeah, I, you know. I could jump in, jump on the Facebook metaverse. Uh, well, I don't know. Several different like. Do you think conglom- that that's a- Well, I think there are several different conglomerates yeah. that are going to be vying to have the prevailing uh, metaverse, if you will. Yeah. I don't know if there's a better term for that, but there's patents that are being filed. I know that Nike just filed something like five different patents, if I'm not mistaken. You have to show me that article. I'm yeah, interested it, in that. It just came out this past week, and I'm always kind of interested in that kind of stuff, just to see what's right around the corner and. Me too. How that applies. It to- doesn't have the. F- Usually I get like a feeling in my gut, like this is going to be big. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I mean, I don't get that vibe from this. I think it's just a matter, like when I see how it all connects, where there's like, here's like what needs to happen is, and I'm sure Facebook is, this is exactly what they're doing, where it's like, here's the basic structure for a digital place, digital world. And anyone can use this structure and it can link in. Mm -hmm. Like the reason the internet is so big is because hyperlinks, right? Yeah. That's all it is. It's like, okay, well, you have your, this server could be, your computer here could be a server. There could be a server over here. You know, you're going to broadcast this and then we have hyperlinks to connect all of these different things. So that's like the connective web between the internet or whatever it is, these hyperlinks. When I see that for the metaverse, then I'll get excited. Mm -hmm. I just don't see it yet. I'm sure it's in the works, yeah. but I don't know. Have you caught any of Mark Zuckerberg's tour going around YouTube, sitting down with some of the bigger tech YouTubers talking about the metaverse? And then I only saw part of his, um, they did this like um, company speech, basically, you know, they do these like yearly announcements or, or, you know, developer conferences where he talked about the name change to meta yeah. and things like that. So I watched that and it looked gimmicky to me. Bit. I think there's something there. Just sure. no, stay, I mean, stay tuned. It's just yeah. kind of an interesting little thing. And what are they calling that? The Web 3 or Web 3.0 or something like that. And yeah. getting into all the NFTs. And that's that's another podcast, not I, ours. <laughs> I do think that um, augmented reality is going to be a thing where yeah. you can wear glasses and you can see. Like the easiest example is like, oh, if you have glasses on, you can see directions. Like you can see a big arrow turning right on the road, right? So that stuff makes sense. There's real value there. I think it's easy value. It's an easy sale to make that happen. And I think a company like Apple will do Apple glasses and then everyone else will jump on board. So that's my guess. Gotcha. All right. Before we move into the next topic, one last thing. Is there 
like a, a passion project that you would like to work on something for you or something that you've wanted to do that isn't tied to somebody writing you a check to like an app that I want to build for myself. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I have some ideas and I don't know when I'll ever get to them. Like, um, definitely I want to build something. I mean, ideally like consulting work slows down and then something like this picks up, you know, where I have time to do something, but something along the lines of being able to help, um, help people train for, whatever they want to train for. Right. So maybe something along the lines of, um, I don't know if I would call it like a training peaks competitor, but like something where it's Mm -hmm. like, you know, you you check out your app each day and you know what kind of workouts you want to do, you know, where it's, or, or whatever it is where it's like, but I would ideally want to make everything free. Yeah. (laughs) Which means there's not a lot of profit there, but that's okay with me. I'm okay with not making a ton of money, but the idea of like, Hey, if you need to, find a, you know, half Ironman training program, like here's one for free. Mm. And, and I'm okay with opening that up to a lot of third party training programs and things like that. And then surrounding that with like content, like if you can have, like, there's just so much content right now where it's like you and I are making YouTube videos or whatever. You might make a video on, let's say sweet spot training. I don't expect you to make that, but maybe it's even like how you hate sweet spot training. That would be a cool video. I would watch that, especially if that particular day my workout program said sweet spot training and then underneath it, it was like, here's a whole bunch of videos that are like talking about how someone hates sweet spot, (laughs) sweet spot training (laughs) or whatever it is. Right. So like, I would love to have something where here's a training program. Here's like, here's, here's the material that surrounds it. Like here's a whole bunch of reading material or visual material videos and things like that, where if, you know, if you're on the trainer, you can check it out. Gotcha. Do you currently have any apps in the app store? I know that you had the one that did the overlays. Oh, that's a good question. That was a, that was a lot of fun until you let it go because of the, the problems with Garmin always. Yeah. Changing. Garmin was changing. So, well, I was, so to be fair to Garmin, I was bending into their API system, right? Like I was basic, I mean, you could call it hacking. I don't really like that term, but like, <laughs> yeah, I was, I was, um, this was like, you would, post your ride to Garmin, Garmin Connect or whatever. And then I would pull that information down, all the stats, whether that's like your altitude or your mileage or whatever. And then you could overlay it over any image you wanted to, Yeah, which is a simple app. Right. And, uh, but I wasn't, so, so Google, I mean, Garmin does have an API and they, they were like charging for it or something like that. And Mm -hmm. so I was getting around that. So, (laughs) but so, so the problem with that is like, as they change stuff, you know, you'd have to go back and it breaks your app. Yeah. So, so do you have any apps currently in the app store? Um, I don't know. Other than maybe well, some paid stuff that no, no, nothing personal. Nothing personal. No, 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 gotcha. no nothing personal. All right, <laughs> definitely not. Yeah, <laughs> I, I would definitely if I if I had an app in the app store, like I would make sure everyone knows about it because one of the hard things in the app store or or anything online is like you get buried by so many other things, sure. and so you really have to promote it pretty aggressively if you have something that you want people to see. Well, that kind of leads me to my next uh, topic is YouTube. I mean, oh if you were boy. to make a, an app, you could use your uh, your platform there to to push that out there. Well, You've got a pretty uh, devout following here locally as well. So I think the only thing is, is like, I don't really want to sell people on on anything in particular. Yeah, true. But I could, I would let people know for sure. But I don't. I'm not here to, you know, I'm not on YouTube or if I make an app or whatever. It's not to like make a killing, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, there's ways to do it. Like you could have advertising on the app and stuff, but I probably would avoid it. I would want something. 
I don't know, designed a certain way. Yeah, but maybe set up a little Patreon or something like that. Yeah, if maybe. wanted to support maybe you, Patreon say thank or you, something. kick like, you a few bucks. I like Patreon. I think that's a good like avenue where it's like, hey, these people just believe in what you're doing. Yep. Great. Maybe that's something to think about. So let's talk about YouTube. You've got a channel. Um, how long have you I been? I do have a channel. Y- you have a little channel. Yes. How long have you been doing? When did you first get started Almost with that? Almost exactly the same amount of time that we've been doing this podcast. Really? Because, okay, so... I don't know if you remember this. We were coming out. I don't. I don't even know what we were doing. I th- maybe we were doing like some sort of team dinner or something. Like we were coming out of Hopworks, uh-huh. and you were in the parking lot. Maybe we had b- done a bike ride. I don't know. Maybe it was. Like, anyway, we were coming out of the parking lot, and I, I said to you, Jake, I, you know, you're doing a podcast. I know you wanted. You're talking about doing a podcast. I was like, I have podcast history yeah i had this running podcast we talked it was called running radio don't Mm. have that domain either but uh that was a great podcast um but older equipment it was actually before apple even had a podcast app yeah to put it in perspective of how old that was uh but you know i was like i have i like if you ever have questions on your podcast like let me know of course, you absolutely killed it. Like from the first day, I was like, well, this is a lot better than what we used to do. <laughs> but uh, but yeah. And so I remember saying like the only thing is like, like, yeah. And then you were like, hey, come on the podcast. And I was like, yeah, sure. I would love to. I was like, the only thing is I'm going to be doing something a little different. I want to start this YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want it to be like a conflict of interest where like, you know, the, we're talking about, I don't know. I didn't know why I thought that might become. I just wanted to make sure you knew that I was like considering starting a YouTube channel before I jumped on the podcast. So that was three, almost, it was three and a half years ago. It was three and a half years ago that we yeah. sat down. We were actually at Hopworks for a meeting just to talk about like what this podcast would look like. And I said, hey, here's what I was thinking. I've yeah. got everything lined up. I'm getting all this equipment. We're going to do this little podcast and give it a go just because it'll be fun. If nothing else, if just our moms listen, it'll yeah. be a success, right? <laughs> and I don't really remember like who you originally, because I guess Evan was definitely part of it. He was. It was and then Lance came on because Lance was probably going through all this retirement stuff. He was. Um, it, like, he knew about it, and yeah. he was in, in the throes of making that decision as to whether or not he was going to, um, you know, retire. And mm-hmm. he did decide to retire, and he's like, hey, I, I want to come be on the podcast. And I'm, like, thinking back in my head, I'm like, you're not going to come be on the podcast. You're going to be on the podcast. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, it's, he, I mean, what a great pickup for yep, sure. Yep. But I feel like he came in on, like, the third podcast maybe. Third, fourth, somewhere in there. Like, yeah. really early. Yeah. 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 Yeah, so, and that was it was super fun. It's so. history from there. So, um, l- let's talk about your YouTube channel. You do mostly triathlon related stuff. Yes, and you know basically all the three disciplines that, that filter into that. Um, what are some of the favorite videos that you've made? We just watched one. <laughs> I don't. I don't know what whichever. Vi- I don't know which one's the favorite. It's like the stuff that you make most recent tends to be preferred a little bit i think do you find it hard to go back and watch some of the older stuff the really old stuff yes because so and i think anyone listening to this that wants to start a youtube channel like consider this like your your first video it's gonna be your worst yep no one's gonna watch it so that's great make all the mistakes you can just like you should just throw in some extra mistakes just for fun because (laughs) no one's gonna see it and they're only going to get better. And yep. so your expectation is is that the first one needs to be perfect. It needs to be crystal clear. It needs to be all this stuff. But that's not the case at all. It's the exact opposite. Your lighting's going to suck. Your audio's going to suck. Your angles are going to suck. It's all your bad. Transitions, your intro. It's all just going to be like, bleh. Yeah. And so I think, like, get over that stuff and start because you're not going to get better until you do start and start making 
multiple videos. Like some people say like, okay, after a hundred videos, you'll start to get the hang of it, you know, or, you know, people have all kinds of different numbers or metrics or whatever it is. But I think that going back and looking at that stuff is still okay because, you know, you do see, you know, progression. Yeah. You can see the growth and that's it's, good. It's tangible just by like, yeah. Is, is something tangible if you're watching it? It's, but anyway, you know what I'm getting it's at. It's a little cringy, yeah. but that's okay. Yeah. So I mean, I'm okay with it. Lance and I have made some videos and, and after the fact, I go back and, and listen to it. I'm like, oh my gosh, the, the mic wasn't working and now I've got to use the mic that was internal on the camera, which was far yeah, away and it was terrible right. and there was a hum and a hiss and like, you don't know how to do half this stuff and you just figure it out and it sounds bad, but you post it anyway yep. and you go and you learn and you fix it for the next time. Yeah. And I make mistakes all the time still. I, I had this video the 945 LTE. I have it on. <laughs> That's wearing two watches today, <coughs> by the way. Yep. <laughs> and, uh, and my frame rate was set really low and it was just a mess. And I posted it anyway. And I'm like, yeah. And one of the guys that I'm friends with from YouTube, he was like, he's like, you know what? Just, just post it and don't worry about it. And make another video. Just like start making another video. You can make a video about the exact same topic again. Just like keep making videos. Yeah. And that's what you do on YouTube. You just keep making videos. And so I post one video per week because that's what I have time to do. And I would love to post two or three videos per week because sure. I think that's more within the realm of like where you can have faster growth. And I haven't missed a week in three and a half years. That astounds me. But yeah. I mean, it's, we haven't missed anything on this podcast, right. but same, there's same not deal. near as much work that goes into making one of these podcasts than there Maybe. is. I don't know. Doing the video. I mean, Some of the videos are short and quick yeah. and fast. And, and you get good at that, and you've kind of got a formula down that works well for you, but you still yeah. like the editing process. There's a lot more to editing than people know or realize. Yeah, editing takes a while. Editing is like, depends on the video. Some of the edits are stupid, right? Like, I'll try to make a watch spin without, you know, whatever. And it's like, oh, that's going to take me a couple of hours. <laughs> no one knows. And it's like, oh, that took, yeah, there's but, only two second yeah. clip on the, but on I the think video you're itself. a little bit like me. Like you get gratification out of that. Like, look what I was able to do. And even though it might've taken you way yeah. farther, like you had fun doing it. You, you enjoy oh, yeah. the process Absolutely. of learning and, and making it look the way that you want to do. And there's a certain amount of success there. And yeah. then the person on the other end is like, oh, that's cool of that, you know, three yeah. or five seconds. Most people, and then sometimes they don't even notice at all. Yeah. Right. You're like, you have no idea I how long it took it, me. Like, so, so on your recent, like, um, it was the cyclocross race at the, uh, at Washougal where you had the 3d text and it was basically imposed on the course itself. Yeah. Like that was probably, you, you probably showed that for five seconds. Yep. <laughs> and I bet you it took you and I'm going to say 30 minutes to an hour to make that. Uh, in that realm. Um, it, it, because, because I know how to do it, right? Yeah. Like you, you know, you have to, you're switching over to After Effects, I assume. I, I don't use the Adobe stuff anymore. Yeah. So oh, this Final motion, Cut Pro motion. So oh, there's motion probably makes it easy. I'll, probably takes it, you five minutes on motion. It, it definitely is faster. Final uh, Cut Pro motion all day long and twice yeah. on Sunday, I will take over the Adobe yeah. products. Um, I, I can't quit Adobe because I love Lightroom and I'm getting yeah, to true. like Photoshop even more. And there's certain aspects of different things like Illustrator, like I like, yeah. and you have this whole cloud thing and I get a, an educator discount through my wife. So it's not terribly expensive. I'm still giving them money every month and I'm like, ah, do I need that? And it's just not quite there in terms of like cutting it all loose, but I definitely do not use Premiere anymore and no After Effects. And yeah. I that wonder has made how my life a lot, lot better. Yeah. I bet it's faster. Yeah. 
So I do use Adobe products. So I'm that guy that's like, oh, this could have been done in 15 minutes. It's going to take me two hours. There you go. Um, so your favorite movie or videos that you make, kind of like the one that you and I watched your little parody on. Oh, yeah. Um, so we were just talking about a parody of Iron Man, and it was like 2020, Iron Man 2020, become an Iron Man in 2020. Yeah. And it was Hilarious. like, become a registerer <laughs> of an Iron Man, because you can't actually race Iron yeah. Man in 2020. And um, I posted that to YouTube, didn't make much, you know, not a lot of people watched it. But when I posted it on, posted it on Facebook, that was like, it got lots of views. I think 10,000 views in the first day or two. Yeah. Iron Man saw it and they requested Facebook for them to kill it. And so Facebook killed it. Thanks, <laughs> Mark. Yeah. I, I blame Mark Zuckerberg personally. <laughs> uh, so that's fun. But that was a fun video. And, yeah. um, you know, I... I don't think it deserved to be killed. I don't think because I, I mean, I use my own footage. I didn't yeah. use Iron Man's footage, but whatever. Yeah. Well, it's still live on YouTube. It's if still on YouTube. Wants to go watch that. Yeah. Um, I really enjoy the videos where you bring some of your uh, your wit and your humor. It's I like those too. They're fun. I know that they probably don't win as much. I mean, when you do That's the whole okay. Chester heater, there's yeah, heater thing that that is hilarious, and I. I wish that more people would have a chance. I wish the yeah. algorithm would push that out to more people because I think it would blow your channel up. And if, if there was more of that in your videos, I would absolutely love it. That's I think about that a lot where yeah. it's like, I think, you know, you, I think people, you know, if they see that, they can connect with yeah. you as a person. Whereas like if you're just talking about a watch, which a lot of times is like you're talking about specs, you're talking about this stuff. It's just like you're not bringing a lot of personality into yeah. it. And I think that that's fine. I just think that it, the videos that you really connect with it, you're like, I'm going to subscribe to this guy. Yeah. That's the stuff that is like a little bit more fun and enjoyable or yeah. funny or they, you connect with that person on like a, you know, through yeah. sense of humor or yeah. whatever it is. Or or sometimes it's other things. But like, um, yeah, I would love to bring more in that more of that into the channel when I can. Yeah. So I, I have tons of ideas. It's just a matter of like, it's oh, but your your channel has a certain vibe to it, and it's it's a great vibe. You do a lot of extra work, and you make it look very beautiful. You get those comments in all of your videos in the comment section, like Matt, you killed another one. That intro was whatever. Your mm -hmm. great job on this effect. I mean, all those things. You do a beautiful job, um, and you've always got like nice peaceful music, and it's just like you're like, oh, I think I want to go do this triathlon stuff, and, mm -hmm. and that vibe generally carries through the video. And th there's a few videos though where all of a sudden your personality will come out a little bit more, and that's mm -hmm. where you get me. And that that's yeah. where I think that like if more people knew the Matt Legrand that I knew. Well, and it's easier. Yeah. So, okay. So here's what I, what I've noticed about that because I want to bring that into the channel. Sure. I have a hard time doing it when it's just me talking to the camera because. What, what's her name? Wanda or <laughs> your, your faux assistant? Uh, I don't remember <laughs> what her name is. Whatever her Whatever. name is. I'm like, Wanda, hell of a job. <laughs> hell of a job. So no, that's hilarious. I don't but, think it was Wanda. I don't yeah. remember what it is, but it, but, um, when we're on the podcast yeah. and we're chatting with each other, that's sure. so much easier for me to uh, just like, yeah. like, especially, you know, looking across at Lance and his mustache, yeah. I'm like, oh yeah, I can definitely joke yeah. around with this guy. So I think it's part, partially the fact that I am talking to a camera yeah, and there's not a lot of feedback there. There, That, that is true. So, so maybe we need to send some people over to, to poke fun at, and, well, let you poke fun at her. So. Yeah. Filmmakers have dealt with this same problem before. Sure. I'm not like the first person to have the same issue. And they do the same thing where they create a character where that, so, so this is like the Chester C heater yeah. or Chester Q heater or, you know, other characters, you know, that you, that are off screen or whatever it is. And so you have this like 
fake interaction. The dialogue, yep. And the dialogue itself, I think, really brings a different element to the video. And so I I can do that. I like so backwards hat Dylan, right? Yeah. That's so classic right there, yeah. Dylan Johnson yep. is the last name. Yeah, he was on our podcast and he has a YouTube channel and he has this hilarious backwards hat guy who is always about like ripping the legs off of someone on an easy ride and all this stuff. And yep. so it's like a perfect character for him in his videos because he's always talking about the science of cycling. And I don't necessarily think that I need to have like some character in every video, but at the same time I see real value in having like the dialogue yeah. piece. So we'll see. Knowing you, you will figure something out. And yeah. It will be I've seen funny. other, the other thing people do is like have a conversation with a computer, like, you know, I'm sure you've seen that too, where uh -huh. it's like, oh, my AI assistant, you know, is always talking trash, yeah. you know. Make art There's, now, yep. Yeah, well, he does that, and Josh I've seen Hill, other yep. people do yep. the same thing. Like, yep. lots of things that you can do gotcha. to create dialogue. Um, what has YouTube taught you? I mean, you've been doing this for three years. You've probably learned quite a bit about yourself. You've stayed diligent about posting one video a week, and you haven't missed, and you've yeah. created a ton of great content. What's What has YouTube taught YouTube you? YouTube has taught me that you have no idea what video is going to do poorly and what video is going to do great. Yeah. That you might as well just make videos and post them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's gotcha. it. That's all. What are your goals for the channel? Um, well, my uh, so I have like secret goals of, you know, I know you don't like to share your goals. You're not a big sharer with that kind of stuff because then it makes it real or you so don't want to. One of my goals was to hit 10,000 subscribers by the end of the year. Yeah. And it's going to be close. It's going to be within like two weeks. It's going to be like really close. I think I'm around 9,200 right now or something like that. So like 800 okay. subscribers to 10,000. So just like little numeric goals like that. And then when I think about that, I'm like, that's a stupid goal. Like, I don't Why? need. Why well, would you say that? Because I think that's. Subscribers are great. Like I like that more people are watching the videos because I put a lot of effort into them. So that's great. But at the same time, like what if I had 10 subscribers? Like it'd still be cool to make the same videos. It would still be cool to put out these videos to these 10 people that I think is really good. The things that I appreciate, you know, like some of the fun intros. I, I love making the intros. Yeah. Um, and so I probably won't stop making the intros. But um to some people think like you need to get to the content, but I like making the intro. So that's what I'm going to do. But I appreciate watching those videos and yeah. I think they're fun. And I think they're in, in, I don't know. I don't know the way I would describe them. I think I'm getting better at that. Yeah. And so, um, I'm going to keep doing it. And so if less people are watching, I think that's okay. You, a smaller channel is better in a lot of ways because you can really interact with your subscribers mm -hmm. like if you have 100 subscribers there's real benefits to that like you know the people that are subscribed to your channel like yep. it's awesome yep. like i remember when i first started my channel just being like this person watches every week like i know this person in fact i got an email this morning from a guy who i don't really remember exactly when he started watching my channel but early on probably around a thousand subscribers or something like that and he's been for the past four years wanting to do a triathlon and not having been able to do it because of the pandemic and not having a lot of confidence in his swimming and stuff like that. And so he's turning 50 and he's like, should I sign up for like my friends challenged me as a 50 turning 50 thing to like sign up for a half Ironman. I was like, do it. Like just do 100%, it. hundred percent. Yeah. And so that's, he sent me an email this morning. Like, should I do it? And I'm like, yes. And so back and forth email with him. Like I would have never known him had it not been for the channel. Sure. And like, you can't do that when you have a hundred thousand subscribers. Yeah. Cause that'd be a lot of emails.
but you can do it when you have 50. Yeah. And <clears throat> you do a really good job too of staying on top of your comment section. Uh, I know it's, you, you don't hit them all, but you I do, do a really actually. good, or you do <laughs> yeah, right now. Oh my gosh. I, we've got a fraction of the subscribers you have. I, I just don't have time for, well, yep. it's not that I don't have time for them. It's just like, I've got too many other things. And if I, if I'm, responding to comments, then I'm not replying to emails and I'm not yeah. taking phone calls and I'm not right. helping folks out. And I, I don't find replying to comments that difficult because, you know, it's such a passive thing. Like if you're sure. waiting for the kids at swim meets, you can get through a hundred comments. Like you can, there is that. There's, there's just lots of times in my life where I'm waiting for kids to do such and such or da, 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 yeah. da, you know like you know all these little things like that where those are perfect times for me to like reply and I have canned responses which you know I think is okay and but right now I reply to all of them and I'm thinking I gotta stop doing that yeah at some point yeah because it's you know because uh, you know my wife will be like sitting across the table with a glass of wine and I'm like let me just reply to this <laughs> comment real quick yeah I would get the backhand on oh that yeah one, so. yeah or sometimes I've actually um like uh been driving with my wife somewhere I'm like here take my phone and reply to the comments and you know and she'll like read them to me or whatever and sure because I'll be driver gotcha. and she'll be passenger so the goal was to hit 10,000 you're just about there you're at I'll be 9,230 something I'll probably miss it by a couple of weeks unless I push hard the next couple of weeks so we'll see okay um do you have any other goals for that channel? I mean, what what do you want to do? That's, I mean, so that's short term goal. Short term goal. You're doing some pretty cool stuff. I really enjoy. Well, it's only been one so far, but yeah. the series that you're doing right now with oh, all yeah. these other tech YouTubers, you push this out there, and you're talking to some pretty well known people in the yes. community, and they They're, all know you. They've all accepted you. You're you're in that that sphere. You're. They, that's what's crazy. They know who I am. Yeah. Which is like they're at this level. Some of them I'm like buddies with. Yeah. And like. Um, and I actually really feel like all of us are, are kind of friends in some way, but yeah, they, they, like, I remember when I, DC Rainmaker like first commented on my video, I'm like, Whoa, this is one of them was like, um, like, a uh, uh, April fool's one, yeah. which I love making those yeah. videos. Yeah, those are hilarious. But yeah, I made an April fool's joke on a Casio calculator watch and he like shared it with his whole, you know, people. Yeah. And he was like, not only is this funny, he was like, this is a very well-produced video. <laughs> and I was like, wow, that's high praise coming from DC Rainmaker. Yeah. But that was two, you know, that was two years ago or so. I don't know. I mean, and he's widely regarded as the guru of the gurus in the whole tech review thing for like sports. Right? I describe him as the encyclopedia of sports yes. tech reviewers. I mean, I've been following that guy for over a decade now. Before like he, reading his blogs yep. and, and just kind of like, if you wanted to know about a product, Everybody, they, that's where they took. I can remember yeah. walking into REI back in like 2008, asking the yep. question like, "Oh, you should go into DC Rainmaker's website yes. and read his reviews." Mm -hmm. And like, here we are, fast forward to 2021. The guy sitting across the table from me, my buddy Matt Legrand, is is buddy with DC Rainmaker. So well, that's kind of. I don't know how buddies we are. Well, but you guys know each other, and you guys respect each I other. Would, and yeah, he. And you know what's the best part? Yeah, he's just a cool guy. Yeah, like he would just hop on this podcast, no problem, and just chat with us. Like that would be one fantastic. of the guys. Yeah, he. Uh, I sent him an email saying like, hey, you know, I actually sent him an email first because if he said no, I was like, all right, well, I can just scrap this whole idea. Yeah. But I sent him the email first and I said, hey, I have this idea for a series of videos where I just ask you guys a whole bunch of questions, kind of like these questions. Yeah. And I sent him the questions and I was like, mm -hmm. you know, here are the people that I would ask to do it. And he was like, yeah, let's do it. Yeah. He was like the first person. He would first person to send me content, first person to do all the stuff. 
And then, you know, all the other people said yes, too. Not because DC Rainmaker was doing it, because they were just like, sure. Yeah. Everyone yeah. is just nice yeah. and willing to help. And they all get it. They all understand it. And they they, they like the community as much as you do. So there's, yeah. there's something to be it's, said there. It's impressive because they have nothing to gain yeah. by being on my channel, right? Yeah. Like, they are going to get one or two subscribers when they probably get a thousand a day, basically. Yeah. And so they donated their time to this project and I ask them a whole bunch of questions and then I break up the videos based on the question. And so the first one was like, where do you, what's your favorite place to race, ride and run? Yeah. And then the next video, which I think is going to be popular, or maybe a little bit more popular is like, what's your favorite watch? Uh -huh. Which granted these guys get asked this question all the time. Yeah. But you know, they're going to answer it on my <laughs> channel. So, so we'll see how it goes. Who was the guy that was on the mountain bike and he was ripping it up going downhill? And then by oh, yeah, chance, yeah. DC was there. Is, it's not by chance, but. Are they from the same area? Is no, that They are not. Oh. So if you guys want insider information on secret channel workings, uh -huh. hopefully, hopefully Dez and um, D Ray, DC Raymaker, don't listen to the podcast. But uh, those guys every year put out this video that's like the. 2000 year in review of sports watches. Okay. And so I don't know that they're going to make that video for 2001, but Ray happened to be visiting Colorado Springs where Des Fit, uh -huh. Des Fit channel, his yep. name's Des Yap, uh, also lives. So I assume that Ray flew to Colorado Springs to do this video with Des, and they'll put this out probably <laughs> in the next three weeks or so okay that's cool that's my guess and, and, <coughs> excuse me that was a funny part too uh, you gotta go watch Matt's video yeah. it was just pretty funny like dc's uh <laughs> reaction to um a question that was it asked, was perfect but, yeah. it was really perfect yeah and i think they have some funny stuff planned well i don't think they but i think des has des from desfit has some more funny stuff planned so yeah should be fun i'm excited well i'm excited to see what happens with your youtube channel <laughs> with time because yeah. i think that it's gonna be one of those things where it, it's gonna blow up i mean you've shown steady growth and it's been great and yeah you know, I think if that whole, if you can figure out that mix of like letting the Matt Legrand's wittiness and, and comedy get a little bit more injected, that's just my personal two cents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I no, think, no, no, no. I, I think, you're I think right on. If you were to do that, we got to find you like a Wilson volleyball or something like that. We can put yeah, on your desk and you it, can you can have interactions it's with that. I, I do think it's that like, yeah. Because here's the thing: if you have a joke and you plan it, like let's plan a joke right yeah. now, and then we'll say our joke, and yeah. it's just gonna come off so bad and so dry <laughs> it's so much more real if it's in the moment like if sure. you have like four guys and uh, like it just comes out naturally yep and that doesn't translate well to like me sitting in front of the camera and so little jokes and things like that just don't hit as well sure. i think so we'll see steal lance a few more times yeah no lance's <laughs> lance was on my channel for a bike lights video which was super fun and uh and i'm giving away some bike lights so there you people go should jump on that that would be fun. Um, you uh, you have a, a passion for the, the whole videography and the cameras and all that other yes, stuff. Yes, you and I love and nerding out on cameras. We have all the, the fun little things. Uh, what's on your wish list? What, what's something that you really want to bring into the fold uh, so that you can have to play with it? Do you want to know another secret? What's yeah. that? One of the questions that I ask all those guys is, like, what camera do you use? What, sure. You know, what's your, what's your setup? And so one of the videos in the next five weeks or so will be what all of those guys use, which I think will be fun. Yeah. I only think it's going to be, I don't, again, I don't think that'll be a super popular video. I don't think a lot of these are going to be that popular, but for me, I love hearing like what they sure. use and what kind of stuff they have. And yeah. some of them are like, you know, 
Canon or I use a Canon camera or I use a Sony. One of them's like, you should use your smartphone like all the time. <laughs> really? Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, a lot of people are using GoPros and stuff like that because they're on bikes, but like those, those phones are getting really good at doing sure. stuff. So if you're thinking about starting a YouTube channel, consider using your phone. Yeah, for sure. I mean, Dylan Johnson, that's what he uses for that's his channel. That's what he uses. He's, he's got his, what, 200,000 subscribers? Does he have 200,000? It, it, it's up there, yeah. I he's didn't know he was that high. growing like wildfire. So I started watching him when he had like 20 yeah, or 30,000 or something. Yeah. Maybe not even that much, but now yeah. he's like, he's just taken off. Yeah, so. his stuff has blown up, which has been great because I'm glad to see. No offense to, I mean, I like um, Global Cycling Network. Yeah. I love GCN. I think they've done really well, but it's almost like too polished where it's like this is a show and you kind of take it for that yeah i don't watch it that much anymore but it depends it depends on what they're doing I, I don't watch their i'd rather see some like individual yeah. that's just like kind of doing it on their own yep. like make it happen and so i like dylan's channel a lot so going back to my question yes what's on your wish list um what, what is it that you want to bring in to to make your videos <clears throat> that much better okay so i like so there's a couple things you know, I, I think the camera that I have is fantastic. I don't need a new camera anytime soon, probably for a long time. Well, I mean, we'll see, you know, how the future is, but like, yep, so there's always lenses. There's always lenses. One of the lenses that I don't have that they would. So, so in, I would say photography or cinema, cinematography, potentially they would, they would call this like the, you know, one of the big three lenses that you should have. And one of them is the 7200 range, mm -hmm. which I don't have. And Sony just came out with this new 7200, which would... 2.8. 2.8, which would be perfect. Yep. But it's also super expensive. Uh -huh. And I also... I think I would probably use it most for taking pictures of kids' stuff, like yep. going to soccer games, going to things like that. And so I don't know exactly how much I would use it for YouTube, but we'll see. You would find a way. I know that when you're in your studio, you're not going to use it very much, but when you get outside you get and out. start... It, it, you know, oh, I, anytime I, you're out... Yeah. And you're getting someone on bikes and they're far away and yep. stuff like that. Like that would be a fantastic lens. Yeah, that's one of the things I love doing is going to races and taking mm -hmm. photos. And then I love going to my kids' sporting events and taking photos. So I get a ton you of use. use. I don't have the 70 to 200 anymore. I used to have one, the 4.0. Mm -hmm. um, I sold that in favor of the 1 to 400. And I absolutely adore that lens. Now, yeah. I, it's not a, a 2.8, so it's not going to get that pretty focused. Well, it also depends too, like how how dark it is yeah. and things well, like when that. When I use it, there's usually good light. So yeah, exactly. You know, so you it, I don't know if you need 2.8 in there. But anyway, it, you can still Maybe. use it for some pretty cool stuff. So then I think the other lens that I really would, you know, like a good um, macro lens, because I do think that I would use that on a, a lot of videos. Because I do a lot of product videography. I have one if you want to borrow it. Do you have the ninety mil? Yeah. Maybe I'll borrow it sometime. But I got that uh used off of marketplace for about half the price. I don't know Ooh. why the guy sold it for that price, but it was in mint condition. I'm like, holy crap, I got so lucky on this one. If nothing else, I'll have it for a few years and sell it and yeah. break even make a few bucks. But I wouldn't let that thing go anyway. It's a it's a fun little lens. I'll borrow it sometime for, yeah, sure, for sure. Because that's what I think that I because I you know, I definitely enjoy like I like, you know, as much as the product stuff, like I don't like being part of like the whole, you know, sales da -da 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 channel or whatever. I like making product videography pieces. Sure. Like I like that stuff. So a macro lens is kind of what you need for that stuff. Yeah. And so I don't know. I could definitely see myself picking something like that up. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, um, Some sort of macro lens. So would you say that the product reviews are your favorite style of video that you make on your channel? 
Um, I don't know what my favorite is. I think that it, I, I do. I, I mean, I think I enjoy making products look nice if I can. Pretty and up. then, um, and that's a challenge. And then, so they're, they tend to be what I do the most of, mm-hmm. and they are also the most popular videos, but, um, there's certain other, like, I don't even know, it could be product, but it doesn't necessarily have to be. But anytime that you're kind of incorporating that, like that feeling of being out running or that feeling oh, yeah. of being out biking, like those, I think, like strike a chord with me oh, if, yeah. I, if I can make them happen. Gotcha. So, yeah. All right. Last question sure. on the uh, <coughs> YouTube front. Is there a video that you would like to make, but you're afraid that it doesn't fit in with your channel or the niche yes, that you've kind of created? Absolutely. And you feel sure. like it's going to like detour people from wanting to subscribe or lose subscribers? Well, I don't think you'll lose subscribers, but I don't think it, you know, it's it's interesting. Like you want your channel to like fit sure. the, the content that you make. The title of my channel is called Matt Legrand, so I can make whatever the hell I want, right? Sure. And yeah. so if I decide to quit triathlon, quit product reviews and just like get into rock climbing. Like I'll make rock climbing videos. Sure. Like that's always been like a, a thought process. Like I am, I'm naming this me because this is the stuff that I'm kind of into at the moment. Mm-hmm. Right. Like maybe it's not triathlon forever. I don't know. But in fact, when I started the channel, I was like, I'm going to dump all the information I know about triathlon and then maybe I'll be done with triathlon. I don't know. But I never really said that on the channel because like <laughs> you don't want to tell people like I'm quitting triathlon, but you should all start triathlon. And uh, that's I, what's cool about your channel though, because it is all triathlon, but there's always new products coming out. So you've always got fresh content and yep. you're, you're always having different experiences. There's different mm-hmm. races and different techniques and different trainings oh, yeah. and different people and tons of people. There's no shortage of, yeah, there, like that's the thing is like, I was talking to um, Michael Coe. He's like Kofuzi on YouTube. Yeah. He's like, I should do triathlon because think about all the products and all the stuff you can talk about. And I'm like, I have, I can't, I mean, he does mostly running. I'm like, how could you have a shortage of things to talk about? Like I can, I can fill up notebooks of just ideas for videos. I have no problem. Like, and even if I was just doing like running or just doing product reviews and not talking about racing or anything like that, I have no problem with like ideas it's execution that i have a problem with so that's that's one thing but yeah i don't think that i'll you know i i don't think that my channel has to stick to a specific topic necessarily i think it can grow and evolve and maybe you lose subscribers i think that's okay okay so then what's one idea in that little book that you got over there this book is for those listening this uh, book (laughs) is not ideas this is like stuff i'm supposed to get done oh gotcha Um, i just was using it as a reference Um, video ideas. Well, I've got a whole bunch of stuff that's more product related. Like I need to do, I'll talk about the Wahoo rival watch Mm -hmm. soon because they've had a whole bunch of updates software wise on this. And I want to talk about it again. And I did race twice with it. Um, and so I want to talk about like my experiences with the watch after having had it for four months. Uh I have no idea. It's been out longer than that, but yeah. Has it? Whenever it came out five months. Um, and then uh, 745 versus 745 versus the 745 LTE, just yeah. like straight up comparison. I've talked a lot about it in videos, but okay. I want it, I want people that are like, I'm looking at the, wa- you know, I'm looking at the Garmin website. I'm looking at these two products. And if you look at the website, it just looks like click here for LTE, click here for regular. That's not the case. Cause these watches are like not the same watches. They have different chipsets. They have different GPS accuracy, mm-hmm. all these differences. 
And I think people don't necessarily think about that when they're just looking at their website and they're just clicking between these two options. Yeah. So I'm going to make a, bit of a video about that. Um, there's some funny stuff that I want to make. Um, there is a guy that does this like Christmas scavenger hunt. And so I want to make a video around that. Mm -hmm. That's more comical. And then I want to make, um, I, every year I make like a Christmas buying guide. So, oh yeah, yeah, like that's a, coming up here pretty soon too. Yep, it'll come up really soon. Yep. I might do a black Friday. I usually do a black Friday specials kind of thing. So like deals, there's a ton of deals already. Yeah. And it's so starting really yeah, early. This Garmin year. stuff. Yeah. hundred bucks off a whole bunch of things. Yeah. It's a pretty good deal. Pretty nuts. Yeah. I starting early this year, the Phoenix six right now, they have a Phoenix six on there. That's like 30 plus percent off. Woo. Yeah. On, on Garmin's Is it website. The Phoenix six pro. Uh, I got to go back and look and see which one it is, but it kind of like, I was like, whoa, somebody asked me about that. They're like, hey, can uh, can you get the same deal? I'm like, uh, yeah, but <laughs> how are they doing that? But anyhow. I don't know. It's, well, it's I mean, that, that Phoenix 6 theoretically should be on this last leg. So not um, last leg. A little, bird, a little birdie told me sometime late in January we should see something with the number 7 behind it coming out. Oh, should so. probably not talk about that on the air. Yeah, well, <laughs> um, just I was talking about a little birdie, yeah. something 7. I don't know. Anyhow. Um, all right, let's get into the last topic real quick, and then we'll uh, we'll – call this a day. I just want to talk about your triathlon stuff real yes. quick. Um, where do you see yourself with triathlon in the next like three to five years? Do you think that you're going to get back after I hope, it? I hope so. My, I mean, it's such a weird thing. So my, I mean, anyone that's listening to this podcast should know that my ankle is a problem. I, the, the doctors are basically saying it's not going to get better uh -huh. in that I should not run, but I've been running a little bit, you know? So what happens if you do keep running and it does keep, obviously you're gonna have to deal with pain, but are we talking about like, Hey Matt, you're going to have to have ankle replacement surgery or maybe, yeah. Is that seriously the surgery that they're talking about is like drill into your hip, get bone marrow, drill into your ankle. You know, it's like all that stuff. And you're like, no, I'm not doing that. Yeah. You know, like I just won't run, I guess, you know? So it's not great you know, the, the solution, but I also am somehow optimistic if I can run, you know, three to six miles weekly, mm -hmm. then maybe I can like just participate in triathlons. So that short term, that may be what I get away with. I get a lot of people that are like, Hey, we need to sign up for half Ironman together, or we need to sign up for this full Ironman uh -huh. together and train for it. And I'm like, yes, except for no. <laughs> not going to do that. Not that I wouldn't want to, and I'm sure it would be great, but it just, it, right now, the way my ankle is, it, you know, I can't assume that it's going to get better. Gotcha. You know? So my plan right now is um, for next summer to do, like, hop in some triathlons, maybe do an Olympic race, probably do a whole bunch of sprints and just have fun. Yeah. And video a whole bunch of stuff because I like the video stuff. Gotcha. Um what are the uh, the most hated and loved parts of training for you? Mm. Winter indoor bike rides are not that much fun, especially nope. so when you have to do really long bike rides on the indoor trainer, like my record is, I think, just over 100 miles or something like that. I've done it a couple times. Those are long days. That's terrible. Yeah. It's horrible. It's like yeah. weather was horrible outside and we're training for Seattle to Portland. I kind of have to do some long stuff. Yep. And it's like, I guess, indoors. Gotcha. Um, will you ever do another bike race? Oh, yeah. Just just bike races. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It. I mean, like, I mean, I, I'm assuming that you're going to throw, you know, time trials into there. Does that count? We'll put that in there. I mean, that falls <laughs> under the, the bike racing category, I guess. But would you ever do a road race? Let's get more specific. Yeah, yeah I think so. Um, I, 
I had a good time when I did. I've I've only done what was that race I did? Silverton. Silverton. That was fun. Yeah. I it was a little. That's a tough course, Matt. It I'm was. They're all tough for yeah. different reasons. Well, I stuck with the group for a while, and it was real yo-yo-y, uh-huh. which is you know annoying. And then finally got broken on some hill, and then just rode by myself for a long time. <laughs> and I think that that's okay. It's like you still got you got to learn how to deal with like it won't be yo-yo-y if you get in the right spot and do these things or whatever. Gotcha. And uh, I think that when you're out on your own, it was just like, well, this is like a this is just like a, a triathlon. Just yeah. hunker down and hurt for, it, yep. So I did that and passed a whole bunch of people. The people, but you're not going anywhere. You sure. Know. You own a mountain bike. Would you ever yes. consider dipping your toe in the waters of mountain bike racing? Mm. I know that you got some development to do there, but well, would you do something like a short track race? Yeah, short track, yes. Because yeah. I think those are those are safe. Yeah, it's a nice little gateway to yeah. getting immersed into that, that genre. And I think, sur- s- like... I'm all about safety. <laughs> safety, Dan. I'm all about safety here. So, like, short tracks seem safe to me, whereas some of the other mountain bike races that are further out, like, maybe have some different challenges to them. Sure. So, yeah, I think okay. short track is okay. Gotcha. And then what about gravel? Will you yes. ever get a gravel bike? Will you get into sure. gravel racing? Will you come ride gravel bikes with us, please? Yes. yes? Sure. All Absolutely. Right. <laughs> yeah, and I can, you know, I, I don't know when I'm buying a new bike. Cause that seems like a big undertaking, but I mean, gravel makes perfect sense for me. Yeah. It's, it's a thing of beauty. Yeah. Um, do you have any wish list items that you're wanting to buy for triathlon right now? I still need a time trial bike. Yep. And you know, there's like the, the BMC has always been like, Oh, that, that would be a good option. And then I just don't think it's going to fit me perfectly. And I don't want to spend a gazillion dollars on any sort of bike. And so, I'm just waiting. Waiting for the right one to present itself. But I also, if I'm only going to be doing like a couple of sprints or maybe throw in an Olympic in there, do I really need a time trial bike? I don't know. I have no idea. You can go pretty good with some aero bars on that team machine. That you yeah, got, so. you could do that. Oh. I could I could throw some aero bars on there yeah. and I could, I could, um, and I think it's okay too to not have the fanciest bikes in the world and you could spend that money towards a gravel bike. There so you go. We'll there see. you go. Um, what are you going to be buying on Black Friday? What am I not going to be buying on Black Friday? I basically have been waiting for a whole bunch of time to purchase some stuff. And so a lot of that stuff is like, we knew it was going to be on sale on Black Friday and here it is. Yeah. Um, so I feel like maybe I'll pick up a camera lens, you know? Okay. I feel a little bad because it's like, there's new computers to pick up. Like I'm, I feel like I'm spending a lot of money right now. <laughs> you so. for this year? Well, was it's, it this year that you picked up your new Sony camera? Or was that last year? Um, A seven S three, right? I'm not sure when it was. So well, whenever it came out, I picked it up. Okay, I think that's been around for a year. So About a year. You, you, so you got that probably last year, but yeah, you yeah. have picked up. You got a new drone. I got a new drone. Yeah. I w- and that was another thing that I've been literally waiting for for like two years. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it took them over three years for that to come out. So And it's just like I was watching all the rumors for years. And yep. as soon as they announced it, I was like, yep. done, purchased. And uh, and the, the thing about my drone is I use it a lot. Uh-huh. And it is, when I say it's super glued together, I'm not joking. <laughs> it's literally super glued yeah, together. Yeah. And I love that little drone. And even after having this new fancy drone for a couple of days, it's, I still think about that little drone and I'm still fond of it because yeah. it's tiny. It, you know, 
it does like any of these small drones does, you know, they'll do like 90% of what you need. Mm-hmm. It's like, get it up in the air, get that perspective and get a photo or a video or whatever. Any drone that you get, even if it's fairly affordable can do that. Sure. And that one's nice because it can fit in my Jersey pocket. Yep. Well, it's, so that be- it's a little beat up. Mini 2S or whatever it is, whatever the, the, the latest the yeah. iteration of that small one is pretty nice. And it's got a really yeah. nice little camera on there too. So I, mean, I know. People should, you know, if they're thinking about getting a drone, I think the one to get is still the Mavic Air 2. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good drone. It does a lot of stuff. Sure. It's got a great camera on there. Reason price. The one I picked up is called the Mavic 3. And it's just, you know, this is like, you had, one of the questions was like, would you ever talk about something, you know, other than triathlon or whatever? And I'm like, oh, I would review that product and tell people like, this is a little bit overpriced for what you're getting, yeah. I think. And it's missing a whole bunch of features. Yeah. So. Well, it's missing features that are going to be out in January. For the yeah. most part, there this should just, be out. It was the, the the software on that was a little bit half baked coming to market, yeah, just but because they weren't ready yet, and I think they just wanted to get it out so they could have it ready for Christmas and the sales. Yeah, and, that's true. But uh, I just think like, don't buy a product for what it will be. Buy a product for what, what it, it is, is currently. Yeah, because that's I mean, this happens all the time with like brand new products. Like, here it is. Yeah, but like, some of the stuff might be coming later, and yeah. maybe yeah. Like, you're buying it. So yeah, I don't. Know. It's I uh, think it will. Yeah. It'll be it'll be a good thing, but for you, if you, I think you should hundred percent review that and talk yeah. about how you will use it, how it right. can be used, and how drones in general can be used. And do you need this one versus that one? I mean, you can make yeah. a cool little video about that. Yeah, you know, I don't you, think you, it'll be. be it, it doesn't it doesn't fit my channel uh, until you make it fit. You got to write the <laughs> but, narrative, <laughs> right? No, and I agree with you hundred percent. And so it's like I want to talk about GoPro cameras and I, a lot of camera stuff sure. and all this stuff, and it would be like great to do that. And I feel like I can on my channel, like. It's my name. I can do whatever I want to. It's not, yeah. it's not triathlon Matt. Yeah. It's just, you know, Matt. So it's like, yeah. you know, I'll do whatever I want to. And so maybe I will. Um, or like new computers. Like, do you want, should, should I talk about that? Uh, that I don't might think be so. a little bit of a stretch. I, mean, I, I, I don't talk about how fast you can go give your money to Iron Man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm not planning on reviewing a new computer on the channel, but it's yeah. just one of those things where it's like, when you get these new products, you start to think like, oh, People should know about whatever X Y Z. So yeah, cool. I don't have any other questions for you, but do you have any questions for me? Yep, that's another time though. <laughs> no, okay, we can save well, save questions no, for you we're, later. We're getting a little long, but if you have a question, I'm happy to answer that. What's coming up next? What's, What's coming up next on your channel? On the YouTube channel, um, I don't, it depends on when Lance gets back into town. I guess. Okay. Um, it's been kind of hard just because we've been growing so much and trying to take care of things here at the lab. We've talked about the break-ins that we've had here before and yeah. trying to push forward and, and kind of thwart that from happening again. And it's going to be one of those things where we're going to be moving into a new facility. So I've yeah, been managing that and some new folks that are a part of our circle and just a lot of things going on in general, um, so that we can get to a station so that I can have more time to make more videos. Is and the dialed cycling lab going to move? next like january like is it coming up soon uh, uh if i get an email back from somebody yeah it could be it could be next month <laughs> so okay. it we're, we're really close to that i'm working with two different brokers on two different things on a couple different locations so we're patiently waiting there's the ideal place that we want to be is not going to be available for the next three to six months so mm. the question then is do we wait and there's no 100% guarantee that they're going to have the spot that we want. It right. looks good, but they just don't know right now. So do we wait and see if that's going to happen? And in the meantime, 
run things a little bit differently the way that we have been so that people can't just come in here and take whatever right. they want. So we're having to keep a lot of stuff off-site so that it's just not a, a temptation for people to come smash windows right. and doors. Yeah. So it's just a lot of little things. But um, once I can get all that stuff kind of like squared put away. in place, squared away, that will give some more time and freedom to do the the YouTube channel stuff. And I really love the joy and enjoy the process of creating stuff. Yeah. And, you know, good or bad or indifferent. It's just, it's fun to do. And I think you kind of resonate with that and you found, absolutely you found your pace and you found your rhythm and you're able to get that out. I know it's still a challenge for you, but yeah. you know, we would love to, we, I, Lance and yep. I would like to put out a video every single week and do different things. And there's a lot of cool perspectives and different things that I want to try. And yeah. it's going to be hard because I don't want to stick to just one thing. Yeah. Um, I want it to be a multitude of things. And, you know, people are either going to love that or hate it. But like you, I, at the end of the day, I don't really care. Uh, I mean, if you don't want to subscribe to the channel, I don't care. Yeah. We'll make videos and some of them will pop and they'll do great. And some of them will get maybe a hundred views. Yeah. As long as we had fun doing it, as long as it like, you know, if you're happy itch, with it, exactly, yeah. then I'll keep doing and, it. And I think that there are some very successful channels that post one video per month. Oh, yeah. And I think about that a lot, too. I'm like, maybe I switch to one video every two weeks or one video a month and try to make it really good. Yeah. I don't know. They're still really good, but I understand what you're saying. So. Yeah. You know, that, that's kind of what's going on there. Yep. Fun times, though. Um, one last thing, Matt. Um, yeah. Okay. So I mentioned somewhere along the lines here that the six, no, eight YouTube people, some of the top guys in the sports tech review world, whatever world that is are going to be coming on the channel. They've done one video. The next video is like what their favorite watch is, which I think is kind of like a pretty sure. interesting topic for this particular group because for any other group of people, it wouldn't be that exciting. But for this group of people, it's like, man, this is going to be tough for them to answer. They can have just about any watch that they want. Yes. Right? And they, well, they do. Yeah. And they should because they have to know what watches what and what things do where. And uh -huh. it's... They... A lot of them will, if they don't get a watch from the manufacturer, will just go buy it. And yeah. They've spent a lot of money on watches. So. Gotcha. That yeah. should be interesting to watch. So Yeah. Cool. Have you already finished editing all those videos? Or are you just no. kind of like plugging along as they... Um, no, I haven't, actually. I don't even have the one for this Friday finished. And so... Rout roll. I know. But I'm going <laughs> to try to finish it today. Okay. And I'm, I, I kind of know what people are going to say for a lot of these. And so I'm, I think I'm good. But that was the one of the goals was like, what if I had six videos just like ready to go? And it never happens that way. <laughs> In an ideal world. How long does it take for you to edit one of those? Um, it depends. Like um, if I want to do some something with the intro or yeah. something like that. But those are pretty easy to edit. The hard part is like getting people to respond with, me with you know, the videos and then go back and forth with that stuff. Gotcha. And now you're going to do all of these different videos. Are they sending you just like one massive clip answering all of them? And then you some, go in there and some are and some are not. Yeah. And so like Taryn, um, who's been on the podcast, Taryn Gazelle, yep. uh, is going to re-record a whole bunch of stuff and send it to me hopefully today. I don't oh, know. Okay. And I think Dez is supposed to send me something today. It's like, Oh, we got to fit this stuff in hey guys. guys. <laughs> yeah. And so then, yeah, then it's just, I'm just annoying them. So, Sweet. Sorry, guys. Cool. My one last thing is going to be that we've got 
one week and one day left of the Dialed 100. And I just wanted to wow. give a big shout out to the folks that have been plugging along. There are some some new people doing it this year, and it's been fun watching them kind of see the whole phase of going yeah. through, like getting from one to now we're on like, what, 93 or something like that today wow. or something like that. So I fell off the wagon around 50, I think. Yeah. And that's still an accomplishment. Yeah, it's fine. It's own, I a lot of people, they, they've never strung together more than like three days. So yeah. for them to get through that, that first two weeks, I think that's the hardest part, that, that yeah. initial like, oh my gosh, I, I feel like my how legs many, are going to fall off. How many days in a row have you personally, where are you at? It's got to be like 400 uh, or something, right? Yeah, it's, hold on, I'll, I'll check while we're talking about this. But you'll... It, it, You're still going. I, I'm still going, and again, it's, it's, it's still an hour. Is it still the the hour rule for all of your rides? Yeah, and <laughs> there's very <laughs> few so times ridiculous. that I stop exactly in an hour. It's usually like the minimum for me is like an hour and five, hour and ten. Okay. Um, it, it's because you want to round out a mile yeah, or something, it's, or it's round not, out something. It's not even an accomplishment. It's actually kind of dumb. I mean, I would yeah, recommend no, 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 to anybody no. doing this. But there are people out there that have been brought to my attention. Um, there's a guy that lives, and I think it's like. Vermont or something like that mm-hmm. that somebody was talking about on on our group that we have on Facebook yeah. and this guy's ridden something like 2300 some odd days in a row and his minimum metric is it must be outside yeah. so in for start or Vermont or Virginia or wherever he's at there's and he's got a picture there of snow and it must be at least 30 miles so wow. that's that's an accomplishment in its own right I mean if you're booking on a road bike and it's flat you can get that done in an hour and a half he looked like he was riding a mountain bike. So I'm like, this guy has like really just given up the last you give up your life. Five plus years, almost yeah. six years of riding every single day for, you know, whatever a period of time. It's like that I don't know. It's I, a big thing in run in the running world. Yeah. And there are people that have gone like twenty years yeah. without it, missing a day of running. It, like crazy I, stuff. That's just too much. I mean, there's too many other things in life that yeah. I don't feel like I'm missing out on stuff, but I definitely feel like it's an inconvenience for me and it's an inconvenience for my family sometimes. I, and I see that with indoor riding. When it when you do get outdoors, like you do have this huge benefit of like, I would have never seen XYZ yes, or all yes, these other things yeah. where it's like indoor, you don't necessarily get that as much. But like, I, I definitely noticed this with running. If I had taken such and such day off that was the day that i you know yeah that i helped some guy that was in a car crash you know yeah. like crazy weird yeah. stuff happens when you run that much yeah same I with biking i'm sure yep for sure but at the end of the day it's i i don't recommend it. i don't think you need to i think the dialed 100 is perfect i think yeah, that's is. a nice little block of time um, it is yeah and i it's challenging but i blame the doable. fact that i'm doing this whole going to thanksgiving um Mostly on Sean Martin. Yes. If you're listening, Sean, Sean's. thank you. I love you, but I'm yeah. mostly blaming it on you, even though you ducked out on me on 366. Um, mm, that was, that was our goal was to get to there. And then the fact that I'm riding till the end of the year so I can finish a full calendar year, mm-hmm. I 100% blame on you. As you should. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm like, you've got You've never done year. a calendar year before. you got to do a calendar year. So You should. And it's kind of and poetic because on New Year's Eve, that will be ride number 500. Oh. Just by chance. It, that's ride number 500. Wow. Now, the, that's convenient. The, the caveat here is that on New Year's Day, I don't miss, I never miss New Year's Day. That's always <laughs> so. so 501. I'm going to go 501. So. so, what's New Year's Day? What do you do for New Year's Day? Can't remember. I don't know. Do we have a Jingle Bell like bike ride coming up? Are we going to do that this year? Yeah, with the bikes for kids ride, the ugly Christmas sweater ride. Ugly that's Christmas sweater on ride. On my list of things to get posted that will be the first Saturday. That's of a December. fun ride. It is, yeah. Should be fun. And lots of folks will we show up find, to them. Find a day with good weather. Yeah. <laughs> find we'll, one we'll of those try. days. So. Anyway, we'll we'll cut it at that. Uh, call that a, a wrap, Matt. That was fun. Yeah. 
And uh, if you guys, guys learn lots of weird stuff about me. Yep. If you made it to the end of this podcast, all two of you, um, we're going to do the same thing with Lance and with Evan too in the, oh, no. in the future. So that ought to be fun. So good times. Matt, appreciate it again. For all of those that stuck around and listened to it, thank you for your time. We'll catch you next week. Until then, bye for now. Bye.